welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is, is Life, life Pairings. pairings <laughs> because life is hard. Go pair it with alcohol. People always ask me how long it takes to do my hair. I don't know. I'm never there. That's Dolly Parton. Because today's <laughs> life pairing is haircuts with Pinot Grigio. We're discussing high hair, Nancy Pelosi, and airplane holdups. Ooh. And I uh, I understand this was a reader suggestion or a listener yes. suggestion. Listener suggestion. Oh, yes, that's right. We had a we had a, a person write an email in. You drank us. She suggested haircuts. Um, you may want to play it coy, but that is our very close friend. So <laughs> no, we don't know that. We don't know. <laughs> it could be any drink. This is our friend who we love, and um, <laughs> this was her suggestion, and yeah. she emailed in. So thank you, Yadrika. We're excited. This one, uh, this one is actually really fun uh, to look into. What do uh, yeah? What do haircuts mean to you? Oh, you know what? I see going to the hairdresser like going to church, because it's time to sort of veg out for like especially with my end because I have blonde hair which it's not natural um so I'm like four hours in there yeah all you can do is like reflect chat and read it's perfect and then you come out and you're like renewed and you have a new take on life it is it feels it's always like that thing of like going in there and you're like you're one person when you go in and a different person when you come out exactly yeah, I like haircuts. I like I like going there. I always like go with some sort of big purpose, you know, like I, I also mm-hmm. dye my hair blonde and then obviously get a cut while I'm there. But like I've had some really dramatic hair cuts. Right. Like I've gone from right from my bum, hair down to my bum to oh, like wow. uh, spiky on the top of my head, like pixie yeah. cut. Yeah. Because I always wanted to look like my brother because he got to do everything. <laughs> Like when we were right. kids, yeah, and I played hockey, and I just like it, like for like a ten year old, I just was like, I don't under this was like none of this makes sense to me to have long hair underneath a helmet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I'll, I always wanted it cut off, and I remember so my dad took me, and he was just like supposed to like take me to get a haircut, and right. I cut they cut hair from my bum, and spiked it on the top of my head, oh my God. and my mom was devastated. Yeah. And they gave my dad the ponytail. They're like, do you want to keep this? And he's, yeah. they're like, some people do. And he was like, yeah, okay. And my mom, like, kept it in the like, cabinet. <laughs> she was like, my baby's hair. Aww. She looks like a little boy. I was like, thank you. She was like, <laughs> Yeah, so I got some, like, very dramatic haircuts. But I always really wanted to yeah. have it short. And then, like, yeah, it was interesting. Like, I've never seen you with short hair in the world. How, how long have we known each other? Yeah, it would have been like since grade years? 10 was the last time I probably had short hair. And it was more like, I don't know right. if you remember that style. It was kind of like the, um, <laughs> remember John and Kate plus eight? Yes. Oh, the like momager? Yeah, the momager. It was like, it was yeah. like short on the sides and spiked at the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. it was like yeah, the yeah, weirdest yeah. thing. And it was like such a style for a little while. But yeah, yeah. we should, uh, we should put on our, as uh, when we, about this episode we should put in some some epic haircuts <laughs> that we've had or that we've well, or me yeah, well yeah. i cut my hair all the time and i have i generally have short hair a lot of the time you're yeah you're um, usually above the shoulders yeah but i've been pixie cut too many times <laughs> I, I like <laughs> once was fine too many times like two or three times but um yeah it's fun and you know what both of us right now we're having pretty good hair I have long, yeah, I have long hair. I have actually the back of my head right now is shaved. Yeah, it's great. It's my, um. It's got like a chevron in it, right? <laughs> It's got a, what a chevron. It's got a. Not a chevron, not the car. Oh, what is a chevron? <laughs> it's like the, what you have in your hair. It's like that, those lines. That's what it oh, is. That's, that's what it's called? It's just the design is called the chevron. Oh, yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah. like I have like uh, lines cut in the back of my hair. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> like arrows truck. poking up, essentially, is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a Chevy. Truck. I was like, I, I was like, do I <laughs> like that? It's like I can't see it, so I never know. Yeah, I'm like, oh my yeah. god, I might have a chevron. I might have a 1982 chevron. <laughs> 
That'd be cool. Cut into the back of my head. No, I yeah, I, I shaved the back of it. It was like this thing that I actually went to get my eyebrows waxed, and the girl who was waxing my eyebrows was like had it. And yeah. I was like, is that comfortable? And she was like, it's the best thing I've ever done. Oh, and she had like really yeah. thick hair like me, and I was like, yeah. I was like, do you regret doing it? She's like, sometimes, but also I hated having that much hair. And it's kind of like yeah, this, especially on the back of your neck during summer. Oh, and it's like this, like fun little secret because nobody needs to know about it because I can just yeah. put my hair down. Yeah, but it's also just like I don't know. It's fresh. It's fun. I also sometimes I'm just like, oh god, I forgot that I had a personality and I didn't need to make like dramatic hair changes. <laughs> and now I just have this, and people are just like, oh, we didn't know uh, you had nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. That is kind of funny, but it, yeah, definitely is. Uh, <laughs> I've made some dramatic choices in my life, and I looked into the psychology of all this, mm. and um, far more interesting than I ever thought. So thank you, you drank it because really? this is, yeah, this is like really, um, it's just like f- for women especially, it is such mm-hmm. a. There's so much psychology around it. Yeah. Like, there's people cut their hair for so many different reasons. Like, in film, it's really depicted as, like, a traumatic experience. Like, if a woman goes crazy, she cuts her, shaves all her hair off or, like, cuts it off with kitchen scissors. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, in the bathroom. In the bathroom. That just happened on an episode of F- F- uh, of SVU. What's it called? SVU. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, was like, I heard go. part of that. um yeah that's what it is man it's like people it's like hollywood's way of like sort of connect it's like a useful shorthand for internal struggle to like watch a character character just break down and it's always just like it's like oh my god they shaved their hair in the bathroom and it's always like the mirror shot and cry it's and they look amazing after yeah it's always just like okay like none of us are gonna look like that if we shave our heads no. Also, nobody looks like that if they cut their hair with scissors. No. Like their own hair. <laughs> You're like, oh, one side's like Hi. seven inches shorter than the other side. You want to know something? I did it during quarantine. I did like, I did the <laughs> self haircut. And oh, yeah. it was so funny because here's the thing. I just had like a couple glasses of wine. But oh, also, no. <laughs> this is just like who I am as a person when people are just like, why did you want to be a comedian? I'm like, it wasn't a choice. Like, I just need somebody to laugh at me doing stuff. So yeah. I cut like a little bit off and my sister was like, oh my God. And she kind of laughed. <laughs> she was like, Brittany. Yeah. And then I just took like seven inches <laughs> and chopped it. And she was like, oh my God. <laughs> and she couldn't stop laughing. And the more yeah. she laughed, the more I cut. So oh, it was yeah. like, and then I got to my mom's house. I was like, I think it looks pretty good. She was like, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> But I had hair basically oh. down to my boobs and then right. cut off about, I cut between like seven and eight inches off. Like I took oh. a huge, like, like over half a foot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. And it was like when I like saw on in my hand what I had cut off after, like after the laughing had stopped, I was like, right. oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it uh, it was kind of funny. But that's what that's what um, Hollywood wants to portray it as like a big Mm -hmm. thing. But the the and and sometimes it is like there's always this scene of like somebody you know who's uh, been diagnosed with cancer and starts to lose their hair, so they start to move it off in the bathroom and stuff. But the truth is, is like more often than not, it's uh, it's actually like an empowering thing for women. So like, yes, it's kind of like. yeah, beyond the trauma, there's a bit of liberation to it all. In 1987, a Chicago Tribune article um, suggests that it's a form of external communication between the sexes. Oh, yeah. So it's like long hair is like kind of a primitive symbol of sexuality and youthfulness and femininity. Mm-hmm. And so cutting it short is like, you know, like Taking a sign of strength and stuff. Yeah. And it's also just like, um, you know, the it's directly tied to your sexuality. Like it's that's long, beautiful mm-hmm. hair is supposed you know, kind of cisgendered straight woman who's trying to turn men on. So the the queer community connects a lot to like cut, buzzing hair and stuff like that as well, right? Right, right. Because it's kind of like so it's 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 like a big it's a big statement when you do it, especially for women. For men, it's really like men have short hair and they can have because like anything else, they're like if men have long hair, they're fun. If they have short hair, mm-hmm. no one's commenting on it. <laughs> Although I would say, like, men having long hair, generally in different uh, 
ages in history, that's also kind of a, like, you know, let's say the 60s or whatever. That was a major cultural statement. Yeah, and it was tied to, like, a lot of, yeah, it was, it was uh, tied to, like, the hippie movement and mm-hmm. freedom and love and all this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, so there's, there's so many things, like, it, it really, it, it's so much, like, really affects us when we yeah. cut our hair or how we do our hair. So it's, it's like an empowerment thing. It's a sexuality thing. For a lot of people, it's a religious thing. Like, mm-hmm. for um, mm-hmm. Rastafarians, Rasta people, they have the long dreadlocks. And it's uh, it's it's to praise their leader and emanate the 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 mane of their leader, who's the lion. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then many Native American people and uh, mm-hmm. Indigenous people here in uh, Canada are have see it as a connection to spirituality. Their hair is connected to their land and connected to their spirit, so they keep it long. To their braids and embody their spirit. So. It's really like, and they even talk about cutting hair in the Bible. Right. Which is a thing I read. It was St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians talking about how it's men and women, binary connection between hair length and gender. Hmm. And he was talking about the quote is, doth not nature itself teach you that if man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. But if women have long hair, it is a glory unto her. Yet another great truth from the Bible. That far back, they were like making these, drawing these lines in the sand based on people's looks and expressions. They were like, no, that's for men. This is for women. We are, everyone is this. Yeah. So. (laughs) But it's incredible how much that changes. And, and, you know, within even a hundred years, like even within the Roman period, it was considered good to have long hair, and then you had to have really yeah. that short, short hair that we kind of associate with Roman soldiers having a beard, not yeah, having a beard. Like all these things have been that. Like it's just crazy if you look at any culture, any time period within any country. You know, they had one rule one year and one year rule another year. Well, and it's also it's so interesting to me that like it can provide such a statement. Like it's just. Yeah stupid hair yeah. you know what I mean like it's really isn't anything you know like you walk in and the bank manager is always like clean shaven you know tightly crisped cut hair fresh suit like really like someone's appearance really is like mm-hmm. oh this is what this person is yeah I think even more than clothing yeah because clothing can a lot be of the just, time it certainly can change how like people perceive you but you can change your clothes pretty easily like your hair and your facial mm-hmm. hair and your even though you can change it pretty quickly like you have a pretty good like for some reason you think you have a good idea of so, who somebody is through their hair mm-hmm. definitely and sometimes it's not that far off really you know yeah. like it's like oh you're like uh you're like a hippie kind of guy like oh you have you lo- loose hair you like rock and roll you like like it's somehow tied to music and you're like it's it's incredible to me like i, I can't believe that i didn't think of this like I just I was like oh we're doing haircuts this week and then I was thinking more like the process of being in a salon and having your haircut and like what that means and I was just like oh like the act just cutting your hair in a certain way is incredibly uh daunting and uh and prevalent in in the psychology of the human spirit yeah and you know it's it's hugely cultural uh significance and um, there's a lot yeah. of stuff. I, I mean, this episode could be four hours long because really, we, I think we should just do a separate episode on wigs. Um, yeah, I was thinking that too. I started diving into wigs and I was like, oh, that's like a whole other absolutely. thing. I am going to talk about a little bit in the history, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff, especially now that, well, we won't go into it, but anyways, yeah, hair is, it's incredible. And I think it is one of those things that, I mean, we all have it except for, you know, when people start to lose it, but even then that's considered a hair not statement, but that's, you know, if you're balding, that's your own sort of personality thing. Oh, yeah. Like, when men start to bald, it's, like, that's a really, like, dema- demasculating thing for some reason. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, I'm losing my... But I can't Bigger. imagine as a woman losing my hair. Like, in oh, like God, you know? yeah. It would yeah. be like, oh, God, like, you just don't have the choice to do anything anymore. I, I think it's... I think, you know, where women are judged, like, a lot on their looks in some ways. I think men are judged, like... When they start to bald, women are like, oh, you're getting older. You're, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're not as attractive as you once were. You're not, you know, 
And then yeah, the, you've lost that whatever, you know. Like, for women, like, fat is brave, and for men, bald is beautiful. Like, everyone's <laughs> really trying to make each other feel better. <laughs> Just a bunch of brave, beautiful people out there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's. I mean, it just. I. I. Uh, I was not surprised. I guess just sort of. I guess I. I hadn't really pondered it as much as mm-hmm. I was uh, meant to. Yeah. So that's the the, the, the partial dip into the psychology. I mean, yeah. there's so much more. Like every single thing. I mean, there's so many different religious reasons for keeping your hair or styling it a certain way. There's so many cultural reasons. There's so many. Um. You know it's tied to our sexuality it's tied to our you know it's there's just like a lot of things that mm-hmm. i just like oh I, this is a lot yeah, so yeah we should I, maybe uh, call this like part a yeah, yeah. Of, <laughs> of, of, of a topic <laughs> we never thought would be this yeah. um have this much depth yeah so i could talk about in terms of the history i could talk about basically any time in like i said any time in history i could have covered um, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, it's generally the, the changes in fashion and trends and stuff for cutting your hair and stuff was mostly for men. Um, but I'm going to go into the 18th century hair because this is the time period that we all see in the films with the big, big, big ass hair. Yeah. The huge, right? Yeah. The big kind of thing to take away from this is that hair that you would see, like the Marie Antoinette hair, that's actually mostly her hair and fake hair. But for men, when they wear those big kind of wig things, that they were wearing full wigs. Okay. So wigs were brought into popularity during this time um, by Louis the Thirteenth because he was balding. Okay. And uh, a lot of the times, sort of long hair was in fashion during this time, and it spread to England as well and a lot of other uh, European courts. Um, but yes, like I said, it's mostly men that were wearing wigs. So we, I think, always think that it was women wearing wigs, but they were actually just wearing false hair. <laughs> and so, so like extensions, I guess. Right. Now, here's the thing. Syphilis right. causes hair loss. Right. And everybody basically had syphilis. That's incredible. I forgot how chock full of disease they all were. It's funny when you like <laughs> look back into time and we're just like, there's this pandemic happening right now, but but this is like yeah. the healthiest we've all ever been. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of. I mean, this was Louis XIV, the Sun King, you know, Versailles fame. Yep. He started wearing wigs because he had. They think likely because he had syphilis. I mean, likely he slept with like a billion people. <laughs> so, you know, highly likely. You like to get down, Louis. He reigned from 1643 to 1715. Oh, so this trend, Whoa. yeah, he's actually, I think, one of, I don't know if he beats Queen Elizabeth II for the longest reign, or, it's, like, very, very long. He was a baby when he got the throne, though, so. My God, can you imagine if we all got stuck with Trump for a hundred years? period. Oh, I just, I hope the pandemic <laughs> would take us off. <laughs> uh, so the trend spread through France and then into the rest of the European courts, including in England, where uh, Charles II, who it was the uh, hiding in the tree episode, right? He also got around, so he also probably likely had syphilis and needed a wig. So it was, so it was to hide that they were losing their hair. Is that why it kind of started? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, and we're talking still about back... like, the white hair with the curls and the like, the big old wigs. Yeah, so the powdering of the wigs is is uh, something that then kind of happened after this. Okay. So both men and women powdered their hair. And it, I think it might have started with King Henry IV of France because he started to get gray hair. I mean, literally, this is just whatever happened to the king. Then we went and did whatever he was trying to do to pretend that he was fine. So he started having gray hair. So they started putting dark powder on it. But then when they had these wigs, they would put this white hair powder on it. Um, and it was popular in the 18th century because it was expensive and rare. Oh, okay. So you weren't having, like, Bob down at the the tailor shop. He was probably not getting the best white hair powder. Um, I love that that's so the human condition to just need <laughs> something somebody else can't get. Mm-hmm, it's like this one's mm-hmm. made from elephant tusks, and you're like, gross. 
Yeah. And I think this, I wanted to kind of talk about the 18th century fair because this starts as something, not innocuous, but but relatively tame, you know, moving to wigs, getting your hair a little bit more done, and then basically ended in the French Revolution. Right. I'm not saying that hair caused the French Revolution, <laughs> but I'm not saying that it didn't have an effect. Because, so in the 1760s, uh, that's when the hair started to ra- like rise up. So generally it would be a quarter to the half length of your face. So if you take your hand and put it at the top of your head yep. and put it like halfway down, that's how much higher your hair would be on the top of your head. Oh my god. I know. It's a lot. It's like and generally, these people's poor necks. I know. I don't know how they did this. Generally, it was like more of an egg shape. And then the mid to late 1770s, that's when the hair got like this ridiculous thing. So it was like one to one and a half times the length of the face. <laughs> I just like the ratio. Like it's so yeah. odd. It's like you must have. Your- what if you had a really long face? <laughs> Why the long face? Mm. That's the old. Because <laughs> I got forty pounds of hair on top. Oh my god! So this moved into more of a pyramid shape or hot air balloon kind of shape. Yeah. Um, and it required a a cushion or a pad made of fabric or cork that was attached to the top of your head. So then you would take your real hair and extensions or false hair and you would curl it and kind of pile it around the cushion. And so this would kind of be uh, curled and woven into, you know, just a, a big hair or sometimes they would have current event scenes such as celebrating the, um, the inoculate, someone getting inoculated for smallpox. Oh, or so it was like a celebration. Yeah, so it was kind of like, I don't know if we have a similar thing, but like maybe your Instagram, you know, you put in like a, everybody's doing a certain fad. I don't know. It's just, it's, it would be like basically going, oh, this uh, news event. Yeah. You know, it would be like putting Justin Trudeau being a little bit corrupt with the whole we charity thing and putting that into your hair somehow Um, we're all just like there's like loose dollar bills in our hair now (laughs) exactly yeah Um, and this could be worn for days or even weeks at a time I mean obviously these had to be done by hairdressers which was still a fairly new thing at the time Um, you obviously had to be able to afford somebody like that so again Bobette's wife or Bob's it's all she's not getting this yeah, done. Yeah, she's not getting her done. It's all just for the, you know, the um aristocracy and yeah. the, the court. Yeah. So they would put these fabric nightcaps kind of around these huge hair things and they would use as many as like twenty six pins a night just to keep your hair sort of within the style so that you could wear it for the next two weeks. Oh gross. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I literally, I had to use baby powder in my hair because I couldn't find dry shampoo. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. frick, I'll use baby powder. And it, that was from after like two days of not washing because I just like didn't want to wash before I went out. And mm-hmm. it, even that, I was like, ugh, like two days. <laughs> and these people are going two weeks without washing their hair. I love yeah. it. And yeah. it's up and like pinned to a cushion. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, that was kind of where a lot of the powdering came from, was actually they were dry shampooing their hair. Um, Essentially. Uh, now we think we invented it. We're like, girl, yeah. dry shampoo. No, 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 no. We're just like, go get me that couch <laughs> cushion and a bottle of baby powder. I'm going to do something you've never seen before. They're like, actually, we exactly. do this quite a few times. They would put ornaments in their hair, ribbons and flowers and jewels. Um, and this was called a pom-pom which was named after Madame Pompadour, the mistress of uh, Louis the Fifteenth. Right, yeah. They, um, and they still call it a pompadour, like the haircut. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the a la frigate uh, featured a ship riding on the ripples of hair. <laughs> and uh, Leonard Otti, I think his name was, he was Marie Antoinette's hairstylist. So he actually perfected this poof with all the ornaments and modeling it into shapes and scenes. Um, and there was a, there's another one that was called the Bell Pool, which is in honor of the American Revolutionary War of a specific ship. So all, I mean, like amazingly creative, 
Um, right. It's like it's it's incredibly artistic. What's mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. like and they're making a statement. So it's like a political statement and then like an artistic yeah. statement and all in a lady all in the top of a lady's head. I know. It's pretty cool. Very cool. Kind of. Um <laughs> because often the hair is held together with lard. You know, and what what likes lard? Rats. Oh, so sometimes they lived in there. Rats lived in the hair. Yeah. Come on. That's I'm sure they couldn't like live for long because you'd see them. But I mean, if your hair is like what, like if you're one and a half times your head, that's like a foot, foot two feet. Yeah, but living in a two feet. I gotta tell you, these people sound friggin' out of it to me because. (laughs) I, you know, like a spider cr- tippy toes over mm-hmm. your mouth at mm-hmm. night. Like you can, you flip out, you wake up. I can't imagine a rat crawling into my hair and I'm just like, oh, that cushion, <laughs> that hair cushion's at it again. Yeah, like, it's moving around a little bit. Like they're not like a, it, a rat is not like a gentle, uh, <laughs> graceful creature. Like it would have to, I, and it would have to like, Gnaw its way in there. What is what? Are you like maybe it just came in at night time. I don't know. Um, you're right. It would be pretty. Imagine I should check it next to your husband. He's just like, oh, the rats are in her hair again. <laughs> well, no, these aren't people sleeping in the same bed. It's her husband. Oh, that's right. That's pure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marie Antoinette's mother actually scolded her for this. So basically, nothing has ever changed. <laughs> She said, uh, the mom said, a pretty young queen, full of charms, has no need for all these follies. And Marie Antoinette basically responded with, but everyone else is doing it. <laughs> so She's like, that used to be the saying. It wasn't if you jump out, if your friend jumped out. <laughs> you it's just like, yeah. well, if Betty has rats in her hair, are you going to have rats in her hair too? <laughs> or like, it, doesn't have the yeah. same, it doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. <laughs> Um, the reason this ended, because obviously we still don't have this, um, there was an eventual trend towards more natural hair. So women were still using false hair, um, and men were still wearing wigs, but they weren't going quite as crazy. And the association with wigs and white powder, specifically in France, was tied to the aristocracy, which during the terrors of the French Revolution was very negative. So, I mean, this was during a time where basically you did not want to be an aristocrat. So don't be having fancy hair. <laughs> and then Britain, it continued, but they decided to tax it, especially that, well, they decided to tax the, the white powder and they then ended that trend because nothing kills a hair trend like the government having an opinion on it. <laughs> they should have taxed the, uh, they should have taxed the Bieber cut. <laughs> oh God! We For had, women and men, wouldn't have had to see thirty thousand people named Jade and, <laughs> and Braden and Damien <laughs> with beaver haircuts. Mm-hmm. And then wigs fell out of favor in uh, in England during the reign of George III. Generally, only coachmen and people in the court system kept them on. So barristers still wear wigs in the British courts today. Um, and they have been doing that since 1685. That's what makes me nervous about human beings, is that we just, like, <laughs> everyone's like, well, we just do it. And you're like, why? And they're like, yeah. we did it before. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> so you're, like, in 2020, you're just going to put your wig on and go to court? Yeah. And I think, um, stuff you should know did a really, did one of their short stuff episodes about this. And I think it was, and I didn't write it down. Um, but in the 2000s, there was a court case about how you shouldn't have to wear these wigs anymore. And that kind of spread to a lot of the colonies because a lot of the colonies like Canada and, and Australia and all them had the same kind of thing going on. If you were a barrister, uh, you would have to wear a wig in court. And so I think Canada doesn't have it anymore. I think quite a few nations because of this have stopped wearing them. I don't think the birds are Brits are ever gonna stop wearing them because <laughs> they're like, hey, it's our thing. They're like, get, it, it, yeah, get a new thing. Yeah. What like is a barrister a, a lawyer? Yeah. So a barrister is is so you have a solicitor and a barrister. So if you let's say um, are getting a divorce or whatever, you talk to your solicitor outside of court. They like can kind of help with contracts and all that stuff. 
But then if you go into court, the person arguing for you is a, a barrister. A lawyer entitled to practice as an advocate, uh, particularly in the higher courts. Yeah, so it's basically like like what we think of as a lawyer kind of split into two sections. <laughs> I'm just looking at them in their dumb wigs, and it's so funny <laughs> to see, like, like, this is insane to me. And you yeah. can just like, if you can see like one where they're like smoking and like on their phone and like they've got this crazy hat, yeah, and, thing, and it's just like oh my god, this like <laughs> big fat guy with with dark hair, and then he's just mm. got like this wig over top that doesn't fit him, so his hair is <laughs> just poking out the sides. It's yeah. all so ridiculous. You know how I know nothing means anything because of this. <laughs> yeah, this truly just. <laughs> The more, I just think this is all where I swear we're in some sort of simulation because that's insane to me. I know. <laughs> that's why I think and it's, everything is funny. Like, how is, how do you not like laugh at everything forever if this is the high court system? <laughs> <laughs> but I think this too, and I don't know this, this is from me watching a TV show called Silk, which is very good. Um, and I think it's very much, it's this stupid white old men, right? Because those wigs are not cheap. And I remember one of the characters in the thing, he was quite young and he didn't have a lot of money. So he didn't like inherit his wig, which and that's another issue. That's disgusting. Um, so he had to stick it in tea to make it like look a little bit more weathered and like older. So even then it's just like, there's a whole nother like aspect to that within that trend. But it is really interesting that um, we associate wigs a lot of the times with more women and really it's been a big thing for men in history yeah not like looking you know now that you bring it to my another thing that i never thought mm -hmm. about it's actually yeah it was uh, far more men wore it that's really fun is that uh, is that the that's the uh, is that the 18th century yes that's the 18th century hair oh my goodness have you got a news story for us uh yeah a hair related news story if you can believe it uh, <laughs> washington post uh wrote this here and it mm -hmm. about uh speaker of the house nancy pelosi oh now i know what you're gonna talk about yes yeah, um again this is uh this is from the washington post uh and it was uh this is on september 3rd 2020 uh house speaker nancy pelosi was slammed by the republicans this week after fox news obtained surveillance footage of her inside a san francisco salon the problem, you ask? California stylists have been banned from working indoors for months because of the pandemic, and the footage showed her uh, with her mask pulled down around her neck. It's like this, I mean, this is like a big thing now because they're just... Oh, it's a huge thing. It's, it's, you know, obviously Trump killing us, well, killing yeah. a bunch of Americans is nothing compared to her going for a haircut. <laughs> yeah, well, and but I mean, they're the ones who are like, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't open this, you can't open this, and mm. and then she's in there getting a haircut. So it kind of goes back to like, well, if you're if you're in the higher ups, you can do whatever the hell you want. So even the salon owner owner said it was a slap in the face because he was just like, we're not even they're they're allowed to cut outside, but she was inside. Right. She wanted to be inside. Pelosi insisted it was a setup that the stylist told her it was okay to have one client inside at a time. This is funny to me. I'm like, you're the government. Yeah. The stylist didn't tell you it's okay. You told yeah. like you no, you told the stylist it wasn't okay. And then and then for you you made your own exception. But so yeah, I feel very confused about this whole thing. Cause I also why were they like the fact that they were filming and then I I don't know who leaked the tape to Fox, but I think it might have been the salon yeah it probably was the salon it probably was the i mean there's cameras in the salon right so they and i mean it, that is kind of set up -y. yeah like if you're gonna like allow somebody in then cut their hair tell them everything's okay and then leak a tape it's like well you shouldn't have let them in like if, if that's yeah what the case was but well yeah. then they would know that they were doing wrong and she insisted had her mask down while getting a, a shampoo which I feel right. like would be the time that I would want my mask on because that's when the person is like face to face with you scrubbing your hair, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went on, so I've had to do a couple now. My um, salon, 
uh, Be Boncho in the U.S. Um, <laughs> they're really good. Like they right away from the beginning were like, okay, this is what we're doing. These are all the things you have to do. Like you're not allowed in there without a mask. You have to wear your mask the entire time. Um, they even ask you not to do too much talking because it's hard on the stylist because they're wearing this mask. Right. Then be doing your hair and talking. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's not great to sit for four hours with a mask on, but it's not bad. It's really not the end of the world. Like, it's like, you know, if doctors can work full shifts with masks on, I think the upper class (laughs) had to complain about going to the spot, having their hair washed, and having a mask on. So, but the whole thing drives me nuts because America's busy telling everybody, go, like, go get your hair cut, go to the pub, it's fine, everything's fine, don't wear a mask, because it doesn't really exist, and then, how can you get mad at somebody, I just, ugh. Their society right now is so polarized. Mm. Yes. So they're, you know, they don't, and, and you're getting such opposite views from literally 50% of the population is like, do this, and the other 50% is like, no, do this, and then everybody's like, we're being lied to, like, we are truly yeah. watching, like, the Roman Empire fall, like, it's <sighs> America the TV show, it, <laughs> it's so crazy to me, like, it's, what it, we're watching just, like, uh, chaos ensue, because they just can't, nobody knows what's right and what's wrong, and, I mean, this might be ignorant, or not ignorant, but a, um, a little naive, but it, you know, it's, up here, I think we're getting one pretty clear message. Yeah. Which is, yeah. hey, we don't quite know what's happening because this is a, a new thing. Mm-hmm. We're all working hard with the rest of the world to try and figure out how to solve it. In the meantime, could you please wash your hands Yeah, and put on a mask when you're in public? There are people here that they just had an anti-mask rally i think even in vancouver i know calgary i've seen a couple of little signs here and there but i mean like even people that i've talked to that are not super keen on wearing a mask they're like well i have to so i'm going to do it <laughs> that's so canadian well it's not yeah. my favorite but i guess those are the rules yeah and i follow the rules i'm so sorry for talking <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> yeah, I, out of turn. I hope i didn't cut you off it, yes. yeah it's very like <laughs> I'm fine with. I think that's so much easier as a for a society mm-hmm. when people are just like, you know what, this isn't hurting any. Like wearing masks isn't hurting anybody. Yeah. So even if the conspiracy theorists are right, even if everything's totally flipped on its head and none of it yeah. matters, wearing a mask isn't going to hurt you. But going back to America, I mean, it is very polarized. It's always been very polarized. They've always had that north south divide. Yes, they have. Um, and it, it's just, you know what, I think everything is under a magnifying glass because now we see it on a mm-hmm. world stage. And it's also just like, you know, like the media and everything like that, everything. So the, the whole thing is, is like, you know, th- this is a huge news story because mm-hmm. it was, and it's yeah. not that big of a fucking deal. Um, this is another hair related uh, thing. But in 1993, um, yeah. the Washington Post uh, says that the Bill Clinton got a haircut aboard Air Force One as it sat down on an international airport runway. And it like, um, it delayed all these commercial flights. And he was just sitting there getting a haircut. Wow. Couldn't they park the plane? Well, that's the thing. And that was, so this was in 1993. This was, this was in the headlines for six weeks. That's interesting. I did not I did not know about that. Yeah. Haircuts. I mean, they've been creating drama since day one. Yeah, well, and it's like, it's so like, that. that's what the article suggests is like, well, the history books warned you there, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) Old Bill Clinton. But now the new cycle is like, you know, this haircut thing will be out of the news. There'll be something new. But yeah, so this is funny that, this is funny that it's even in the news. And I I typed in haircut and then hit news. Just because I was like, oh, what the hell am I going to look up? Ooh, quite a risky little story. Here. Oh yeah. So it was pretty funny, but yeah, that's the uh, that Nancy Pelosi, and the article is entitled uh, "Nancy Pelosi Just Entered History Salon of Politically uh, Pearless Haircuts and Hairdos." Well, that's a catchy title there. Yeah, it might be perilous. P R perilous, perilous, perilous. What did I, yeah. I said? Perilous. Yeah. I might have said perilous. 
I was like, girl, what's oh yeah, that's the uh, that's my news story, Carla. That's uh, wow. In the now we've got we've got a bit of a binary drink, I guess itself. I'm trying to look for a segue. That's horrible. <laughs> uh, we've picked wine uh, and specifically Pinot Grigio. It's like a it's it's the kind of drink that you would go out after or during having your haircut. Yeah, it's a, the uh, and I uh, I did a little research into uh, Pinot Grigio. Would you like to Would you like to hear all about it? Yes, I would. Okay, this was called vine pairings. So, Ooh. not life pairings, but the vine pairings. <laughs> vine pairings. dot com is where I got this information from. But but Pinot Grigio is a zesty white wine. It's refreshing, and it's cold on a hot summer day. The second most popular wine in America is Pinot Grigio. Really? Uh, and it's it's dry. It's a dry wine that has a punchy, like a little bit acidic flavor, you know? Lemons, yeah. limes, green apples, honeysuckle. They put honeysuckle. Ooh. But yeah, it's just like a really refreshing, crisp wine, right? Yeah. As a, most, uh, at its most basic, Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio is a refreshing white wine that, when served cold, um, is a perfect, it's just perfect for a hot day. Yeah, yeah, really good for for summer drinking. Yeah, so it, the Pinot Grigio was believed to be originated in Italy, but it was actually born like mother, most other popular grapes of the world in France. So it was right. not born in Italy, and it was uh, known as Pinot Gris, Pinot Gris, which uh, not the Grigio came up came later. So that's some people call it Pinot Gris, some people call it Pinot Grigio. Uh, well, I actually have a, I have a fact about this. Sorry, I don't mean to. No, hey, let let me have it. Because I, when I picked it, I was like, I thought it was the same thing, um, and so then I needed to go check what the difference was, and it's the same grape, but it's just where it's planted. So it's right. um, Grigio's the Italy, and Grigio's the French Alsace region. Right. So they do kind of taste different. Um, this is kind of like when we did. Uh, that wine tasting for Pinot Noir, and we had three different regions, and it was the exact same. Right. They actually think they actually think that um, the Grigio is a mutation of the red grape Pinot Noir. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, because they're not. That's cool. They're not green like other white grapes. They have uh, they have like a grayish blue hue, which is yeah from their name. So they're th- yes, they the gray. just a mutation of the Pinot Noir grape, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, and that ties back to our, our powdering our hair. Because it looked kind of great. That's why I chose it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, listen, sometimes I just choose something because I want it. So don't bug me about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wine was born in Burgundy, but found its way to th- Switzerland in the 1300s, where it was considered mm-hmm. favorite by the emperor. Oh. Here, the grape made its way to northern Italy. And uh, the real story of Pinot Grigio was born. In Italy, Pinot Gris became Pinot Grigio, and the wine fain- found wide success in the regions of northwestern, northeastern Italy. Lombardy, oh, okay. uh, Viento, Frilli, Tarento, LOL, and a bunch of other places. From mm-hmm. its footing in northern Italy, the wine grew to become the most popular white wine in all of Italy. And then the most popular imported white wine of the U.S. Wow. Yeah. So Pinot Grigio is commonly grown in Lombardy uh, mm-hmm. and all the other places that I listed there. Pinot Grigio. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They, some some wine people, they don't like it because they think it's too simple and uninteresting. Right. But uh, the thing is, it's popular for a reason because it is it is a little simple. But it, the thing is, is that it kind of gets mass produced. So then you just get shit mm-hmm. bottles. Just like anything else, if you mass produce something and it's the most popular yeah. of anything, you're just going to have a wider spectrum of, you know, good and not good, for lack of a better, you know, thing. But yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's the most, one of the most popular uh, grapes uh, in the world. And the most imported by the U.S., the most popular grape in Italy. So it's actually, wow. uh, it's uh, it's pretty nice. And then I picked a, uh, I picked a Pinot Grigio, actually Pinot Blanc blend because, uh, that's what I had in my fridge. <laughs> it is from the Quails Gate Winery oh. in uh, West Kelowna, which we went to, and we had a very nice. 
Yeah. Guy giving us a tour. Yeah, it was nice. It was beautiful. Tasting? Yeah, and this is the uh, quail you know, in the Okanagan Valley, for those of you who aren't familiar with Kelowna. It sits right in a, in a beautiful part of Canada, and it's kind of this perfect little wine valley. Very um, famous wines come out of there. So, yeah, the mm-hmm. wine I picked is called uh, the Chasteless. So, here's a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we picked these wines, Carla, yeah, I was shit-canned. <laughs> it was like the third winery? Yeah, and also, so my sister, uh, her name is Chelsea, and um, after a few bottles of wine, we got to, <laughs> we got to Quail's Gate, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, Chelsea Wine. <laughs> it's spelled C-H-A-S-S-E-L-A-S. Yeah, so it spells Chelsea. I get that. In drunk. In drunk words. So drunk was like, I'm going to buy her four bottles. Here's another oh. fun fact about my sister. She hates white wine. <laughs> <laughs> so Even if it's named after her? Oh my goodness. So I pulled it out of the box. So I was like, look, chat. Oh no! And then she's like, <laughs> "Like you know, that's <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished." You know. Oh, that's good. So that is that's the really um good. a little bit of the history of the uh the Pinot Grigio grape or Pinot Gris as the French intended it to be. Mm-hmm. In uh yeah. I have gotten a Santa Margarita. Okay. Pinot Grigio. It is from Italy in the, maybe there's a Santa, oh no, I'm not even trying to pronounce that. Anyways, it's very nice. <laughs> it was recommended to me by my alcoholic app, the Vino, where you take pictures of the wine that you drink and then you rate it and then you don't, you feel like you're being productive. <laughs> but in reality, you're, you're like, they're like, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. It is the list factor. Like, just so you know, you drink too much. It it gives you. It tells you if you drink too much from one region. So it's very non-judgmental <laughs> oh, in the too hard. much wine situation. It's like, hey, get your head out of Argentina. Head <laughs> <laughs> it up. We're going up, yeah. baby. Yeah. Do you have any facts for us? I do. So, kind of going back to the difference between the Grigio and the Gris. The Gris is a more fully-bodied, richer wine, and I would like to make a formal apology here, because Carla learns a new word. What? (laughs) For what? The Gris is more viscous. Oh. Or is viscous. Carla learned a new word. (laughs) Because you can't be less viscous. You can explain. What does it mean? (laughs) (laughs) The... Viscosity is yes. the uh, measure of the thickness or the denseness of a liquid, right? So right. if something is more viscous, it means it would be more dense. If, if yes. it's less viscous, it is less dense. And I made this mistake during the uh, Great Molasses Flood. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, it was just not very <laughs> I was like, isn't molasses quite viscous <laughs> and if, this episode might not have come out so this is me just forward apologizing for not knowing what viscous means <laughs> and also we just like to play the music when we uh, yeah. learn a new word <laughs> I learned about 14 new words today because I drank heavily last night so every word I read I'm like oh boy <laughs> I, <mean. laughs> I got some other stuff about hair so Goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, in animals, that's to cause their hair follicles to rise up, to make their hair thicker as a better insulation. So it's kind of like a um, a defense mechanism. Oh. But we don't have that. We don't have, like, thicker, dense hair. Also, we don't really need, like, a defense mechanism for, you also know. Just like your hair. Well, they say, you know, your hair does stand up when you're quite yeah. uh when you're like uh, on alert yes well i did put in my notes here that uh goosebumps have become a useless defense and then author's note except for sensing ghosts <laughs> so 
one thing I kind of was going to go into for uh, the history period, but I kind of got distracted with the uh, whole big hair thing, was that uh, up until 19, or sorry, up until the 1750s, barbers were also surgeons. So you would get the name barber surgeon. <laughs> um, they would be the ones that, you know, you would get your go, get your haircut, get a little trim of the beard. They could do some bloodletting for you, maybe extract your teeth. Jesus. And this was considered because they were so comfortable with a blade. And surgeons were considered sort of the lowest form of a doctor, which is funny because now I think they're like the highest top dog. Yeah. Um, so yeah, eventually they, they were like, oh, maybe we should just let the barbers cut hair <laughs> and get some people like some education. I love that the one person has to like cut you open and remove something. <laughs> like, oh, I'll just get Frank to do it. Yeah. But this is kind of where uh, Sweeney Todd. Right. Um, it would have been fine for him to have bloodletted, but he bloodletted too much because they died. <laughs> well, and he took it across the neck. <laughs> he really changed the viscosity of the blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, this was a fun, interesting episode. There was a, there was a lot yeah. to learn. There was a lot to discover. Carla, mm-hmm. I feel like we learned mm-hmm. and discovered. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we do this every week every Thursday uh, we have a new episode so please uh, listen subscribe tune in uh, and, and visit our website we have a new website we're, we're still calling it new because it's been less than a month we're very excited about it so yeah. if you want to learn a little bit about yeah. us uh, you can go to www.lifepairingspodcast.com but you can also uh, hit us up on our Patreon. We have a Patreon that offers uh, all kinds of little extra bonus features. You can get uh, extra episodes, some uh, Q and A's, some all different stuff. Uh, the higher up on the the Patreon you are, the more you get. So buzz over there and have a look at that. And uh, yeah, uh, we love you. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, so you can send us. See, we do take people's suggestions we just this one's from june and it's september so we yeah we get it we get to them we like it and just keep let us know give us some ideas otherwise we're just going to do hair part two of 75 for the next yeah we're gonna be like wigs and pinot noir you guys thank you so much uh we'll catch you next week thanks guys (laughs) 